Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. guys this is Gary it's Josh let's talk soccer okay before we get into game week 12 that just happened and we'll talk a little bit about game week lucky number 13 let's just first talk about how famous we are <laughs> so for anybody listening in the US I'm not sure that NBCSN airs anywhere outside of the US but for our U.S.-based listeners, you might have seen us um, during the halftime show, uh, the halftime studio show of the Liverpool-Fulham match. So, uh, before the game, or maybe during the first half, I was uh, tweeting back and forth with NBCSN and PL in USA, which is the I guess the U.S. arm of the Premier League, and uh, sent them a photo of Josh and me, me and my Manchester City gear, Josh and his Manchester United gear, and just talked about the Derby and uh, you know, sort of the war within our family, the division within our family when it comes to Manchester Derby Day. And sure enough, um, that photo, along with a caption that we wrote from Twitter. Um, got posted, and Rebecca Lowe actually read um, our tweet. So we got about 20 to 30 seconds of airtime. Pretty awesome. <clears throat> Very awesome. So thank you, NBCSN, Premier League in the USA, um, and everyone who sort of liked that and, and commented on it and congratulated us on it. Very, very cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> the second mention is remember to keep checking out um, FPL Football Advice, their website is footballadvice.co.uk. We write weekly articles for them. The next one will be posted later this week, and we'll let everyone know um, on our Twitter and on our Instagram. <clears throat> Speaking of, if you haven't yet followed us, especially on Instagram, that's where the majority of our content goes, just look for Let's Talk Soccer and click follow, and if you are following, thank you. Get your friends, your families, your enemies, perfect strangers to follow us. want to keep growing that. We're close to 26,000, and we would love to hit 30,000 by the end of the year. So we rely on you guys for that. All right, let's talk about game week 12, all right? So the average score is 48. The high was on 107. And we had 59 points, so <clears throat> a little better than average, but not our best week. A couple of dumb decisions, and we'll go through that in a minute. But let's first um, take a look at the team with the highest score with those 107 points. Um, you want to give this one a whirl and let people know kind of um, who's on the team. There were five transfers made, and um, that cost... 16 points. This team got uh, hit for 16 points. Alright, so in this guy's team, uh, he got 107 points, pretty decent. Yep. Uh, in goal, Ederson with 2 points, Alonzo with 8, Alexander Arnold with 11, and Robertson with 12. So overall, the defense did very well. 
uh, Pereira and his team got two. His captain, Mosala got 16. Felipe Anderson with nine. Fraser with six. Jimenez with six. Arnautovic with two. Aguero with seven. And then he actually did play bench boost. Yep. So Joe Hart got him 10. Johnny got him two. Patterson got 12. And Laporte got 12, got two. Yep. So there's your 107 points for that team. <clears throat> um, let's take a look quickly at the Dream Team. <clears throat> kind of an interesting array of characters here. Uh, Joe Hart with 10 in goal. Foyth <clears throat> scored the game-winning goal for Spurs in a 1-0 win. He got 15. Robertson with 12. TAA with 11. Solbamba with 10. And Dunk with 9. Patterson with 12. Cavalero with 11. Bernardo Silva with 10. Rondon with 12. And Gabbiadini with 9. So quite an interesting <clears throat> collection of players. Some you never would have thought ever. Well, one or two you probably didn't even know existed. <clears throat> um, and then the, the rest um, you never would have thought would make the dream team. All right. So our team, we mentioned 59 points. We did take a negative four hit. We made two transfers. <clears throat> uh, didn't quite pay off, but in the long run, hopefully will. In goal, we have Matty Ryan. We kept trying to decide between Fabianski and Ryan. In hindsight, should have chosen Fabianski because he had five points, but we started Ryan. He got two. Robertson had 12. Mendy, who is now injured, and we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, with two. In the Manchester Derby, Marcus Alonso with eight, of course, um, getting more than just his two playing points. Felipe Anderson, a great pickup by us with nine points. Hazard with only three. Our captain was Mane, only got us six. That was a mistake. Ryan Frazier got a six, which was nice. Murray expected more from him, only two. Arnautovic definitely expected more from him, only two. And then Aguero is the one that we should have captained, and we've learned our lesson. When Aguero is at home, always, always, always captain him. <clears throat> got seven points. Um, so there you go. Our rank right now, we're still within the top 100,000. We're right at about 99K. So uh, still pretty good. A little bit of a red arrow, but not not too bad for us. Um, let's talk about some observations from Game Week 12, shall we? Yep. <clears throat> All right. My first observation is Manchester City look unstoppable. And I think could probably go unbeaten. The rest of the season. Yeah, they're just they're just too good. They're, they're better this year than they were last year. It's unbelievable. Just their whole team is stacked and stacked. they can't really go wrong with anyone. They've got talent, they've got depth, and most importantly, they believe in each other and they believe in Guardiola. <clears throat> and that's what makes a good team great. Um, again, I mentioned always Captain Aguero at home, regardless of the competition. And also, David Silva is a premium midfielder. His price is more in line with sort of a the higher end of a mid-price midfielder, but that man can deliver some points. And he's consistent in an otherwise inconsistent uh, rotation of players in Pep's team. 
Um, Fulham's attack actually looked okay um, against Liverpool. They actually should have scored a couple of goals. I mean, there was one header by uh, Mitrovic that um, was called offsides, but he was definitely not offsides. And that should have been a goal. Um, What that also says is Liverpool's defense is vulnerable, even at home, right? It's just really... (laughs) If Fulham can keep producing this, right, this decent run, they do have they have the potential to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were pretty much done and washed up, but they do. And Liverpool have a little bit of cracks in their armor lately. I mean, they lost uh, to what Red Star Belgrade, yeah, in the Champions League, and uh, maybe could have lost or even drawn to um, Fulham over yeah. the weekend. Um, Leicester City are just a step or a half a step off. They're they're not clicking the way I thought they would have. <clears throat> Vardy, um, pretty much non-existent. Um, their defense is still tough, and Schmeichel back there is still tough. But the attack, especially, just isn't isn't going. They're not jump started the way I thought they might be at this point. Um. Watford's momentum, I think, has slowed a little bit. Still looking fine, but um, where once they were probably, a few of their players were very worthy investments and worthwhile investments, I don't know that they are anymore. Um, Whether it's Holobos or Pereira or Dini up top or Gray, I just don't know that, um, that the Watford players are the the FPL investment that they once were. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Felipe Anderson is on fire. Yeah. Him just playing absolutely amazing recently yep. with the, the good matchups coming up for them. <clears throat> yeah. He looks like a great player. Yep. Um, and I think he's an important part of that West Ham defense. I've seen some people comment that he's going to start dropping back um, and playing a more defensive role. I don't know how people know these things. Um, you know, they, they say it so uh, assuredly as if, you know, they and Pellegrini have uh, a friendship <clears throat> or something like that. But um, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Palace's defense looked strong at home. Um, or it might be that Spurs' attack looked weak. Could have been one or the other or maybe a little bit of both. Um, but, you know, had it not been for that, um, that rebound that just went directly to Foyt's head... That would have been a nil-nil game. Um, So Harry Kane, probably not worth the money right now. Definitely not. No. Considering how many cheaper strikers there are, that definitely can do a better job right now at least. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Um, Next observation. Everton played Chelsea really tough, and Hazard was not a factor in that game. So Everton uh, probably missed some opportunities that they could have converted on in the especially in the first half. <clears throat> but that defense is tough. They went to Stanford Bridge, I believe. No, sorry, they were they were at home, but still stood strong against a team that, you know, will finish in the top two or three in the league. Uh, Arsenal defenders, maybe like they were a couple of weeks ago, are now not worth the investment. Really, if you're going to invest in Arsenal players, it really has to be 
either Lacazette or Aubameyang. Yeah, pretty much. They really just have to be the... Because that's all they're really doing right now. They're yeah. able to score a decent amount of goals. Their defense just lessened too many. Yeah, Ozil was sort of, you know, hot for about a week or ten days or so, and that kind of died down. Uh, defensively, though, you can find better better players for the money, or even maybe a little less. Uh, observation, Jimenez and Wolves' defense slash Rui Patricio are worth every penny. For sure. These guys are cut-rate players price-wise, but they are playing premium-style um, football and earning a ton of points doing it. So invest in Wolves. Some key injuries. These have all, now that we're at the international break, some key injuries are coming up. Um, and we posted these on our Instagram account, but I'll read some of the, the most notable ones off right now. Uh, Aaron Juan Basaka injured his shoulder. Lacazette has a groin injury. Otamendi has a tendon injury. Mendy has a knee injury. Martial has a thigh injury. Luke Shaw is suspended until December 1st. Sigurdsson has a Canuck. Richarlison also groin injury. Trippier has a thigh injury. Lamella has a head injury, although uh, I believe he just needs some stitches and it's, it's not nearly as bad as it sounds or seems. And Goodmanson has a calf injury. <clears throat> so some, some widely owned players with some potential injuries. Now, this might just be to avoid international play so that they can rest and heal. Um, so we'll just have to keep an eye on those things. Now, our advice for Game Week 13, we're not going to get into what players to get <clears throat> and what team to piece together and all that yet, talking tactics, because we do have the international break and things can change a lot. So whatever we say to you right now probably will change by next week. But looking at all these players with injuries... Um, and players who played well over the weekend, players who didn't play well over the weekend, just wait to make transfers. Don't start doing things knee-jerk, reaction-wise. Um, everybody's so worried that they're going to have to beat a price drop or a price increase or this and that. Because of what's going on right now with all of these injuries and all the international play, there's a good chance you might grab a player that either will end up being injured going into week 13 or you have a current injured player who you're going to dump and it turns out they were just resting and rehabbing and healing. So just wait. It's the hardest thing in the world for FPL managers to do, but we're telling you, just sit and wait, learn about these injury updates, see what their managers have to say, and then see what happens over the international break. You'll have plenty of time to piece your team together. And also, if you're going <clears> to <throat> simply make transfers off players that might have played well in an actual international match, yeah, it's usually not the smartest thing to do, considering it's usually two completely different teams. Yes. And you also just have to think, uh, just in the long run, if this player will actually con- like be a good part of your team. Right. Um, yeah, I think a lot of managers look very short-term and what's going to get it done for me this coming week, but um, you also need to think about um, what's going to last over the long term. And we talk, 
we tell a lot of other managers, you know, keep an eye on the long term. You know, they ask, well, is it worth taking this negative four hit or is it worth me getting this player or that player? And the answer a lot of times is it depends on what you're focused on. If you're only looking to do your best this one week and you don't care about weeks 14 through 38, then yeah, maybe. Um, If you're looking for, you know, now through the end of the season, maybe, maybe not. So it just sort of depends on what your outlook um, for your team is. I think that's going to do it for now. Remember, check us out um, at FPL Football Advice. Their website is footballadvice.co.uk. And check us out on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer and also on Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer 2. That's the number two. As you might have seen on NBCSN's halftime coverage of the Liverpool-Fulham game. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Down and dirty this week. And we will answer all of your Game Week 13 questions. Just hit us up. um, DM us on Instagram. And we will get back to you. Until next time, this is Gary. This is Josh. We say peace. Peace. May your arrows be green. Goodbye.